carry many frame styles for both prescription and non-prescription sunglasses and lens designs carefully crafted for your favorite outdoor activities. Protect your eyes and see your best. Stop by iCare of the Bighorns right behind Subway on Cawthine Avenue in Sheridan and online at iCareOfTheBighorns.com. Hi, this is Christy Kingholm of Buffalo Royalty, and let's talk about 18 Jerome Place on over 8 acres of land located close to town off of the TW Road in the Hilton Minor subdivision and a great view of the Bighorn Mountains and Red Hills. You can purchase the lot if you are planning to build your dream home. Seller is a prominent builder and can build your home for you. Seller has floor plans available to choose from along with the prices for building. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Remember when your mom used to say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back. Well, if you ignored her and broke your arm, then the Health Nut is the place for you to get all healthy again. Every inch of the Health Nut can make you feel better about yourself. The soup, sandwich, and salad bar, and smoothie so good you'll forget you even got a broke arm. Remember how your mom used to say you'd forget your head if it wasn't glued on? Well, we can't fix that, but most everything else at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Sheridan Funeral Home and Cremations, a compassionate professional service for the Sheridan community. At Sheridan Funeral Home, we respect all faiths, creeds, and customs. We take great pride in our compassionate professional service. We promise to take care of you and your loved ones with respect and dignity, just as if we were taking care of our own. It is a privilege to be able to serve you when you need us. Visit SheridanFuneral.com. Sheridan Funeral Home and Cremations, compassionate service for the Sheridan community. Sheridan Media's digital director, Julie Chadwick, has been named one of the top 20 digital directors in the country by Radio Inc. Magazine. But what does that mean for our advertisers? It means we have a digital division that's one of the best in the country right here in Sheridan. If you're looking to expand your digital budget or ready to make a change, let's talk about moving the needle with your marketing. Absolutely. Our plans are designed for small or large companies tailored to your goals and objectives. We can do short-term, long-term, even event marketing and we can pivot if we aren't seeing the results the best approach is always multimedia but let's see what fits your budget we're not about numbers we're about results your success is our priority give us an opportunity to show you how we've become one of the top 20 in the country call shared media let's chat about how we can tailor a marketing strategy that includes digital and helps you reach your business goals email sales at sharedmedia.com or call 672-7421 This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, although the weather may appear much drier than usual, I can attest that there are some slick spots that have formed on the interstate and certainly on the back highways. This morning, I am joined by Wyoming Highway Patrol Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen. Good morning, LT. Good morning, Floyd. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How's little sweaty, that? A little sticky. How's your, how's your back doing? It's good. It's They worked me today. I literally <laughs> just came for physical therapy again, and they worked me today. I'm That's a good it. thing, but I'm man, feeling it. it's horrible, right? Oh, yeah. Physical I, therapy. <laughs> It's one of those things you don't want to do, but it's so good for you. Oh, yes. It's it's been good though. It's been really good. I feel so much better than I did. Yeah. I'm 
heads and tails above where I was. So, That's great. Um, That's good to I'll hear. take the sweat and the sore. <laughs> it makes me feel a whole lot better. Now, how was your new year, LT? <clears throat> it was good. It was really good. I uh, got to spend some time with the family, hang out, um, did uh, filled in at our church. So I go to First Baptist Church here in Sheridan. I actually filled the pulpit for the first time ever in my life. That was super scary. <laughs> I've never been as nervous as I thought I would ever be. Um, so I got to do that though, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, enjoyed doing that. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There were people that said I did a really good job and they're like, we got somebody else. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to give it like another year. I don't know <laughs> yeah. that I'm ready to dive right back into that again. I'll, I'll go deal with a really angry guy on the side of the road that does not want me there. <laughs> sure. I got you stand in front of 400 people to, to top. Whoo. I was sweating. <laughs> I know, right? I was sweating it, buddy. It's, it's, it's unusual how <laughs> you've got those different things, you know, Soldiers, mm-hmm. uh, officers, troopers, boy, facing some of the worst dangers that this world has to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Public speaking? No, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I just find it interesting. Now, when it comes to the new year, how how many DWIs, or was there an excessive amount of DWIs that were issued this year, or was it a pretty good year out there? Um. It, we've seen continued more and more um, DUIs involving controlled substances, um, and that was the new year was that as well. I think we had a a couple that were controlled substance DUIs or combinations, so that there's something other than alcohol that is impairing them, and then there's the alcohol DUIs. So, um, looking back over that, I I would say we were probably fifty fifty okay. with just being alcohol DUIs or being a controlled substance DUI. So. So we're dealing with those a lot. Are you seeing a lot more of that being we're as close to Montana as we are? So, yeah, I, I mean, we're definitely seeing marijuana DUIs. So people high on marijuana and driving. Um, but it's not Montana. It's from all over the place. Like yeah. we've had, we had one that was from Arizona, or not Arizona, excuse me, Arkansas. Um, some from Colorado. Um, in fact, I'm trying to think just over recency, if any of our drug DUIs were locals and I don't think they were, um, yeah, they're all out of state. Yeah. So people traveling through and, uh, lighten up on their way through, you know, the, aside from the, the driving while under the influence, I would imagine that, uh, a lot of these folks may think, well, it's legal where I come from, so mm-hmm. I can just drive through Wyoming with it, no problem. Oh, yeah. And that is not the case. No, and, and we hear that a lot. We hear that a bunch. Well, where I live, it's legal, and where I'm going to, it's legal. Okay, but it's not here. So yeah. you either pick it up when you get to where you're going, and you leave it where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, just don't bring it through the state, and there won't be any issues. But, yeah, it is illegal to possess marijuana in the state of Wyoming, which includes the gummies, the edibles, the vapes, anything that has THC in it. Um, it is illegal to possess. Yeah. So if you're driving through, it's still illegal. Uh, if it's in the back now, uh, there's something I've been asking a lot of folks. Uh, one of two questions. Um, today I, I decided to go with the hobby question. I like it. Is there a hobby or an activity that you would like to learn or improve on as we go into the 2024 year? Um, I would like to improve on the amount of reading that I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that would, that I would like to read a lot more. Um, I try to read. I listen to a lot of books on Audible. Oh, So yeah. I do that quite a bit. But I think that, 
Like, I, and when I read something, it drives my wife crazy because my wife likes a nice clean book that she can put away. I have a pen in my hand and I circle things and I write things in a margin. Like <laughs> I study a book when I read a book and, uh, she so Jen's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm reading. No, you're not. You're drawing all over a book. Well, it's my book. I could, I could draw on it if I want to. <laughs> I so. knew someone, they couldn't stand even just dog earing really? a page. They, they felt that, oh my gosh, you're just disrespecting the book. You know? Oh, wow. Uh, there was another individual who wrote a book with attributes and, and he won an award for it because he included so many attributes mm-hmm. and cliff notes and all these different things in the book. That was the point okay. that he was actually trying to make is look at what we're doing to the great American novel yeah. by including all of these yeah. things. And so it was, it was a bit of satire mm-hmm. and he ended up winning an award for it. It was wow. absolutely amazing. The majority of the book huh. ended up being notes and attributes to other things. That's because cool. he was trying to make a point. So huh. reading is one that I've gotten before. A lot of people would like to dive back into novels, yeah. you know, have something to hang on to yep. as opposed to nooks or as opposed to the phone. Yep. And I think there's just something to that. There's something to, about holding and smelling a book in your hand that we all know and love. Well, I think that, that I, I look at it and a lot of the stuff that I read, I like to read a lot of historical stuff. So I like to read stuff from people um, like in the 1800s and the 1700s, that's what I like yeah. to read a lot of. And I think that there's a lot of things that we can glean from the past. I, I'm a firm believer in that, that, yeah, there's things that are good changes that we has, we have made as a culture and a society. But I think that there's a lot of things that we can still learn from people 300 years ago that Absolutely. we can be like, wow. And so I think that's important. And that's why I really like to study that kind of stuff and read, read that, that older, um, Man, I'm trying to think of some of the guys that I've been reading uh, that are quite... G.K. Chesterton is somebody that's ways back. Um, some older theologians are kind of fun to read, mm-hmm. so I enjoy that stuff. Now, when it comes to the weather outside, did we see a lot of travelers this year over the holiday season because uh, the roads were so nice? Uh, a few, yeah. I mean, for sure, there were definitely people that were out and about. Um, no doubt in my mind, high speeds too, again. And I think we've uh, talked about yeah. this like the last two months in a row, right? People just cruising. Um, in fact, two of our DUIs that we got right before Christmas, both of those people were going over a hundred mile an hour. My one gosh. was doing 108 and the other one was doing 102 and, and impaired. I'm like, Oh man, thank you for not hurting anybody. I cannot but, believe that someone yeah. would actually even want to go that fast. Uh, just, I don't know. It's just too much for me yeah. personally. But people were hustling, hustling, trying Man. to get, get to places. I'll tell you what, Friday was a white knuckle drive home, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> were there a lot of slides on Friday? I know I passed one just as I was leaving here. Uh, it was in the middle of the road. looked like a couple trucks. Yeah, so we had, I'm trying to remember everything that we had Friday, because I stayed out a little bit later Friday. Um, I didn't get home until about 8 o'clock Friday night. And we had a pickup that rolled um, right at around the county line. We had a semi that crossed the median right at Piney Creek. Um, yeah, we had a slide off just right here at the edge of town. Um, we had another slide off over by Lower Prairie Dog. Um, we had one up closer to the port. And it happened quick. Like the temperature dropped and it was cold. Like you could feel the moisture in the air. It was cold. I told my wife when I got home, I was like, 
I know that it says that it's like 28 degrees outside, but it feels like zero. Yeah. Like it was, there was a lot of moisture in the air and it was cold. Were you and your troopers out there in that stuff? But mm-hmm. Was the wind probably the most punishing part? Yeah, that wind cut you. Oh, man, that wind would cut right through you. So we have these nice, big, bright yellow parka coats that are a windbreaker coat. They're not super thick. Um, we have a liner that we can take in and out of them. And a lot of the guys leave the liner out of it, and you just throw it on there. And just the ability to cut the moisture in the wind does makes a world of difference. Yeah. So um, a lot of the guys threw that on on Friday. Man, I'll tell you, that's that's usually uh, the the biting part of it. When I was a little kid, I can remember waiting for the bus in Auburn, Wyoming. It might be minus 30, minus mm-hmm. 40. And mm-hmm. as a kid, maybe that's what it is. Just bounces right off. No, you don't even notice it. <laughs> but the thing about Star Valley, there's not a lot of wind over there. Yeah. They've got the Rocky Mountains right there. It kind of mm-hmm. blocks all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it it wasn't that bad. I go. I start college in Rock Springs, Wyoming. Holy cow! <laughs> it's ten degrees outside, and I'm freezing to death. Oh yeah. Oh now, yeah. Have you ever uh, seen it this dry out there on the road during this time of year? Yeah, I don't. I was thinking about that actually just the other day, and trying to remember if we've had a winter that was this mild um, coming into January, and it doesn't come off the top of my head as something in recent years. That, that I can remember. Um, I want to, my first year up here, so that would have been 2015 into 2016. It wasn't too bad. I remember that one not being too bad. Um, but and I think some of the reason why we see this is such a drastic change is just because of how bad our winter was last year, right? Yeah. And that, so I try to keep that in perspective as well. Like winter last year was brutal. Man. We got, we got hammered. And so is it, is it this dry or is it just that it's so much drier than it was last year that it, seems so dry but i mean i don't know of a christmas we had a couple christmases i guess since 2015 that we didn't have um snow on the ground but not many not many for sure it's got to be nice not having to close the roads it's so nice (laughs) so nice uh yeah i mean not having to sit at a gate not having to have people run over our gates um not getting hundreds and hundreds of phone calls about when is the road going to open and when can we get to where we need to be, right? I mean, yeah, it is It is quite nice. I'm, I'm one of those hundreds, so I do appreciate <laughs> your patience, my friend. All right, we're going to have more with our Wyoming Highway Patrol right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors, where we understand everybody's situation is different. We recently had a customer that needed to keep his ranch truck, not traded in. What he needed was a car for town. 
After visiting with him, we discovered that what he did have was an extra stock trailer. We were able to take that trailer in as a trade-in and got him a nice economy car that was good on gas and easy to park downtown. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. The following message presented by First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan's only mutual bank. Visit efirstfederal.bank. Hello, Sheridan County. My name is McKenna Mowry, and our We the People team recently won its 11th state championship in school history. We will represent Wyoming at the national finals in Washington, D.C. in April. Now, we need your financial help. To sponsor our team, send your gift of support to Sheridan High School CEO, We the People team. Please make your check out to the SHS Booster Club. On the check memo line, please indicate your donation to We the People. Thank you and go Bronx. You said I do. Now you need to visit and enter the new Sheridan Media Bridal Preview Sweepstakes on the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Not only will you find vendors to help make your wedding day even more special, you can register to win over $1,100 worth of prizes. This year's vendors include Once Upon a Story Boutique, Bombshell Catering, Legacy Diamond and Gems, Solitude Spa, Crossroads Health, Cottonwood Kitchen and Home, and Bomber Mountain Bus. You'll be doing something, right? Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am speaking with Wyoming Highway Patrol Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen. Now, we discussed the strange weather this year, as well as not simply taking it for granted. Watch for the icy spots on the roads. They may appear quite suddenly. LT's got a story that he actually tells just coming up over a hill, and all of a sudden you go from bare road to ice. Oh man, I'll never forget that. Um, that was when I was in Rock Springs and there's a hill called Bitter Creek Hill as you're about 40 miles outside of Rock Springs. And it was, we were having vehicles just crashing like crazy coming off the top of that hill because you drop off this, the top and it was just super slick all the way down. And we finally got things cleared up and I was headed, there's a dot shop out there where we can get fuel. And I'm headed to that dot shop out there at Bitter Creek to get some fuel and this pickup going by at 96 the other way. And I'm God. like, oh, man. So I whip around and get him shut down and was like, dude, <laughs> you, you're going to kill yourself if you yeah. drive this fast and you crest that hill. And no way, no way, no way. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And we got a letter from the guy at our office that just said, thank you. I did not realize it was so miserable and how quickly that was changing. Yeah. So, and, and, I mean, it's right now. Yeah, exactly. And and it's one of those situations where we've kind of gotten used to this dry weather, mm-hmm. which uh, you and I were just discussing is probably over for the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, neither one of us are weathermen, but uh, <laughs> we can kind of see which way the wind's blowing. You talked about how the troopers are still issuing a lot of speeding tickets out there. Are most of these out-of-staters or... or are there some locals that need to slow it down? So I would say our our real high speeds, our our hundred plus, are definitely not locals. No. Um, for the majority, we have a few every once in a great while, but the majority are people from out of state. Um, I would say that our locals. I mean, we still have locals that are that are hustling. They're late to get here. They're late to get there. But the majority of our our locals that live around here are pretty respectful. I mean, if they're gonna if they're speeding, they're they're not doing twenty over the speed limit. They're, yeah five, six, seven miles an hour over the speed limit, we'll stop and have a chat with them about, hey, this is the speed limit. Um, but, uh, yeah, they definitely, uh, the the real high speeds we're seeing from people from all over the nation. Now, 
I checked the Wyoming Highway Patrol website this morning. Mm-hmm. There's a photo of eight demolished patrol cars and SUVs. These destroyed vehicles are the result of people not merging onto the other side of the road mm-hmm. for stopped emergency vehicles. Mm-hmm. I did not know that that is such an issue here. Oh, like that law came into effect in the state of Wyoming, I believe, in 2004. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know it was a very new law when I started in 2006. And that year when I started, we were still doing an education. Like if you pull people over for not moving over, it's not a law everywhere in the nation yet. So make sure that we're educating people. Like, like let's right. be, be upfront. And we had little flyers that we would hand people and be like, Hey, this is, this is why it's so important to us. Um, that we have this law and it was that flyer had pictures of troopers that had been struck on the side of the road. And, uh, yeah, we, we still struggle with that every year. Um, it it is never, it, it, I wouldn't say it's never ending, but there are still a lot of people that don't move over. And what's crazy is you talk to these people and it's not that they don't realize that it's a law because it's been around long enough across the nation that most people understand that there is a law out there like that. But there's so much distraction, even within thought, um, yeah. that they're like, I didn't even see you there. And I'm like, well, what were you doing in your car? I don't think I was doing anything. Were you just lost in thought? Just turning and it off. And just yeah. turning it off and just driving. And the the amount of people that are distracted even... Well, I mean, we talk about distracted driving all the time, right? Cell and phones, yeah, DVD so players much. behind us, all kinds <clears> of stuff. There's so much, but just being lost in, I got this I got to do, I got this I got to do, we got to take care of this when we get to this place, and oh, I got to remember to call my sister about this, right? I mean, so many different things that we can get lost in that we're not even paying attention that there's a cop with their lights flashing on the side of the road, and that's a pretty big distraction. Like, yeah. our lights are pretty bright, um, and people not even knowing that, I didn't even realize you were there. Wow. And, and, you know, that's something that I've actually heard from a lot of people, uh, you know, especially like after a long work day mm-hmm. or something like that, they might say, you know, I took off from work. I don't even remember driving home. All yeah. of a sudden I was in the driveway. Yep. Uh, it, they just black out, like you said, within our own minds, mm-hmm. not because of any kind of chemical influence, Nope. just not being present. Mm-hmm. And so make sure folks, when you're heading out there that you are present. Uh, and paying attention to how you're driving. Now, how many times have you almost been hit? Have you almost been I've hit? been hit twice. You've been so hit twice? I've been hit twice, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Um, both times, actually, since I've been up here, which I find really interesting. I spent nine years down on I-80, right? A really, really busy oh, yeah, road. dangerous road. And then. was never struck down there. Twice since I've been up here in Sheridan, I've been hit. Once up at the state line, working some crashes, um, a vehicle slid. Actually, both of them were at the state line. The first one was headed into Montana. I was a quarter of a mile from the state line and parked on the side of the road, a vehicle trying to pass me, semi trying to pass me, loses control and slides sideways right into the side of my patrol car. Um, Second time uh, was just last year. I was sitting behind a vehicle that had slid off the road into the median. So I'm sitting on the median side of the road and a car coming from Montana in, and I was a mile into the state of Wyoming. car coming into the state and there was a trooper that was even behind me with his lights on trying to warn traffic like hey you need to slow down it's really icy right through here um and this young gentleman coming around the corner sees my lights starts to slide 
freaks out, locks up his brakes and slid right into the side of my car. So yeah, I've been struck twice. Wow. How, I mean, you guys are trained. Um, when you pull somebody over to the side of the road, you're trained to pay attention to mm-hmm. everything going by you. Mm-hmm. And I imagine your head's on a swivel oh, yeah. at that point. Cause yep. uh, you know, I think w- the majority of people out there probably seen at least one of these reels or one of these mm-hmm. little short videos uh, of the dash cam mm-hmm. of uh, an officer having to jump over a car that he had stopped mm-hmm. or something like that. I mean, it, is it happening to our troopers up here frequently? Um, I, I don't know that I would say frequently. We have a lot of near misses too, though, where yeah. you're like, oh, that was close. I thought that guy was going to hit me. Glad they got that back under control. So um, we definitely have those near misses quite often. Uh, I think just if you were to follow our um, social media pages through Instagram or Facebook through the Wyoming Highway Patrol, you would see, because we post some of those videos up um, where we've had troopers that have almost been struck before and had to jump out of the way of vehicles. Um, if we have those on our dash cam, we'll we'll put those out to show people like, Hey, this is the dangers of these roads. Like be careful, pay attention. Um, guys are out here working, trying to keep your road safe, slow down, pay attention, that kind of stuff. So, so they're there. How far back should people be getting to about 65? That's, that's about the acceptable speed to pass a stopped highway patrolman, correct? Well, so on the, on an interstate highway, um, the only requirement is to change lanes. So be in the furthest lane. You, you're not required to slow down at oh, all okay. on an okay. interstate highway. Interstate highway, you just have to change lanes to the furthest lane from where the, the vehicle is. So if they're on the right side of the road, on the shoulder of the road, move over into the passing lane to get by them. Um, if they're in the median for dealing with something, then you stay to the right um, to get around them that way. No requirement to reduce your speed on an interstate um, obviously, if the roads are bad, we're, we, we're going to encourage people and we want people to slow down anyway, right? Um, but on dry roads, that's not required. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. Um, and then two-lane highways is where you're required to reduce your speed. Reduce your speed by 20 miles an hour. So 65-mile-an-hour highway, you need to be going 45 as you go by them. 70-mile-an-hour uh, road, 50. Pretty simple math. Subtract 20 from over to the posted speed limit is go right by them. Now, so make sure that you're slowing down, folks. Uh, if you're in the on the interstate, just change lanes. But uh, I I tend to slow down. I'm not trying to create a problem or say that, that any you know better mm-hmm. than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but would I be creating a problem if I slow down to 65 to pass someone on the interstate? Um, I, should I maintain depending? My speed? I think I think just depending on traffic flow, how heavy traffic. Like if it's a if it's 5:30 in the afternoon and everybody's getting off work going to Buffalo and there's a lot of traffic and you slow down to 65, you could start to get vehicles to, to back up behind you. Um, but I don't know that we have that much traffic. If we were on I-80, I would tell you, yeah, you might not want to reduce your speed that much. You might have people climbing right up behind you really quickly. Yeah. Um, so I would just, traffic patterns, it depends. I'm never going to be grumpy if somebody drops their speed down a little bit just to be cautious and paying attention to what's going on as they're going by, right? I, I'm grateful for that. People that are... Um, doing what they can to help keep my people safe on the side of the road. I'm 100% always all for that. Well, LT, I've run out of time with you, sir. Uh, I've got one more question real fast before I let you go, and that is about the school districts, giving you a call regarding violators passing stop school buses. This is something that you and I cover quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Very important to me. Mm-hmm. How's it going? Um. Well, with Christmas break, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> right? No calls at all. No calls at all. So I have not 
School just got back yesterday, so I have not received a email yet, but I'm sure that I will have one by the end of the week. I have no doubt. Really? It's still, still something we're struggling with. Still something that people just need to sit up and pay attention. Watch those lights. Pay attention to what those like. If it's if they have the yellow light on, it's no different than a yellow light is a stoplight. That doesn't mean hurry and pass them really quick. That means hey, this bus is about to stop. I should probably slow down, pay attention, look to where these kids are at because they're about to get picked up on this bus or get about to get dropped off. So, pay attention to the lights again. Like you just said earlier, be present. I, I love that. Be present when you're driving. Um, don't don't get lost in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and far too many of us do, and it's a good reminder for all of us. Yes, absolutely. LT, I greatly appreciate you coming in. Uh, thanks for rushing out of, out of physical therapy. Not a problem. I really do appreciate it, sir. All right, we're going to speak with Sage Community Arts when we return. Stay with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. Winter and all of its uncertainty is here, and that means it's time to prepare for what's ahead. Have your shovels, snowblowers, and windshield scrapers ready as you never know when the next Wyoming storm will hit. This is Colton Bates with the best real estate team, and like our weather, the real estate market is always changing, so why not be prepared for its seasons as well? Now is the time to build your team of pros, your checklist of wants and needs, and more, so you can be ready for anything that comes your way. As a potential buyer or seller, let us at best help you prepare for both the storms and the sunshine. For help in every season, call me Colton at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net today. Probably brokered by should you have your carpets clean this winter? Absolutely yes. Snow melt and road salts are extremely high alkaline products. When left untreated on your carpet, they can cause damage to your carpet fibers, greatly reducing the life expectation and appearance of a major investment. Call Captain Clean today for a timely, convenient appointment by one of several talented and certified carpet service professionals. 672-0726. Captain Clean, Wyoming's premier cleaning company. Affordable choices for healthy living. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. Download the McDonald's app, join My McDonald's Rewards to get your free large fries with a $1 minimum purchase. Plus, when you join My McDonald's Rewards, you start earning points on every eligible order. Points you can put towards more free food. Just order, relax, and enjoy. Go to the Google Play or Apple App Store, download the McDonald's mobile app, and start saving. Download it now. Are you looking for what could be one of the best employment opportunities available today? Decker Cole is currently hiring mobile equipment operators. These are day shift positions with excellent benefits you could expect from an established company like Decker Cole. Experience is preferred, but they will train the right person. Are you interested in joining the team? Stop by the Sheridan Workforce Center and fill out an application. Decker Cole Company is an equal opportunity employer. Sports Radio is back in Sheridan all day long, every single day. Tune into the best sports lineup in the nation every single day on Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM. The best sporting lineup in the nation all day, every day, 24-7. 
24-7. Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM and online at SheridanMedia.com. We are Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the Sage Community Arts Executive Director, Jill Benson. Good morning and Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, Floyd. How was your New Year? It was absolutely lovely. We uh, shut down Sage between Christmas and New Year's, and that's such a nice time for myself and my staff to just take a deep breath and appreciate all the stuff that we've done through the year. And it was really fun as we were getting closer to Christmas talking about like, yeah, we had events coming up. We're like, well, let's take a moment to like see what we did this year. And as we're kind of doing a looking back through the year, we're like, holy cow. We had such an amazing year. We had some really great learning opportunities for us growing as an organization for the community to come in and learn. So however you want to apply that, we did one of those. (laughs) We had amazing shows. We had uh, almost a 13% growth in traffic of people coming to visit us, which was just... That's huge. It was huge. And to think that we had the Main Street construction this year and to show that we got to be a part of that and we're still out there pulling people to the downtown pulling people into the gallery to see what this beautiful visual arts community we have here that we could do and offer was just, it was really humbling to know that we got to be part of that. And then like, okay, and now we get to breathe. (laughs) And I was quite happy with the weather we had over the Christmas break was just blue skies and beautiful. I'm like, I know we like the white Christmas, but Man, it's so nice to get out and walk the dogs. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Not have to, you know, pile on the clothes before you yes. head out. Five minutes taking off different jackets mm-hmm. and under jackets mm-hmm. and sweaters and hoodies and all this oh, other stuff yeah. as you come in. Now, when it comes to the Sheridan Main Street project, you guys mm-hmm. did a fantastic job displaying art up on the covers yeah. that are used. Excuse me, I don't know the the official name for those things. Um, We've been calling them fence art. There you go. The fence art was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Have you gotten all of those made that you need made, or are you going to make some more for next year? We have a few lined up to make for next year. Uh, next year, as, we, as everyone knows, we're only down to two blocks, so it's going to be lovely saturated with those. But my future goal is to be able to find some other fences other community partners that we'd be able to put those up so that they continue to have this life outside of the main street breathe farther into the community to be up in a in a longer duration so i've been looking at some different areas but if anyone has ideas or want to see them in their area please let me know because then we can continue to make some more uh, as we already have about 60 some and i think we'll get up to about 70. wow that's fantastic and so it's it's not they're not just going to be thrown in the back and forgotten about. We're going to oh, try and no. get them out there on we as want, many fences and walls as we can. Yep, and that's what I've been saying. They're the next. They're the other set of the exhi- our exhibition that is the art in the wild. We curate art to some of the businesses indoors, but this is what we can start to do on the outdoors. Be more in the public sector, yeah. and so we definitely want to keep them out there. Um, 
not only do I want to promote our artists out there, promote the businesses that are supporting, I have no storage space. Yeah. <laughs> we, we want them out. <laughs> exactly. Don't have any room for them in the back. There you go, folks. So if you've got a fence or something, uh, maybe your business wants to put something like that up to beautify uh, the area with some of the best art that's out there, go ahead and give Jill a call down at Sage Community Arts. How did the members pop-up show go? It was another third year of success. This was, we are so excited to have this show be kind of the the end of year culminating show. Again, you know, we as a staff are reflecting, but the members also got to reflect on um, what we did throughout the year, what they were able to accomplish throughout the year. And it's, it is so fun to see the members gallery extend over into the exhibition side because yeah. it's, they just definitely have different feels of how they're physically made. But getting to see the members come in or their friends or family or other community partners come in like, I didn't know they made art. Or, oh, my gosh, this looks amazing. They, they've they made it to a gallery. And, to, and, again, we still had some first-time people showing with us, and we got to be their first gallery. That's uh, a treasured point for me getting to be part of SAGE is that we – are that first step for a lot of people that we get to help bring them into the visual arts world, the fine arts world, the exhibiting exhibiting world. And just the light that comes on in their eyes when they see the work that they've accomplished up on a wall or even longtime members, when they get to see a sale happen, they're like, Oh, they're like, Oh, I'm here to look at my, see how my art's doing. We're like, well, it's sold. They're like, they just, they light up and the, the smiles and the brightness of their face is something that's almost, uh, I can't even put into words. It just lights you up from the inside out. Euphoric. It's, it yeah. is. Yes. Euphoric. Yeah. It's just, I, I crave that every time when they come in and just getting to see their art in there. If we, you know, we're turning over this week, um, to where the members gallery will be on just one side again, and our exhibit's going to be coming up next week. There's, if it didn't sell, they're still like, well, we we're just so excited that we got to put our art in the gallery. Can it can it stay up some more? Can it just stay up? We're like, well, it does have to breathe a rotation, but then yes, it'll it'll be back up again. And they're just so excited yeah. to get to put their art up. And we are equally as excited that we. It can be a a busy week, getting to see all this new artwork come in, the other artwork leave, which can also be bittersweet seeing the artwork leave, um, not be not being sold and so uh but we're like i knew it'll come back are we knowing what someone has made i'm like oh, i could put you at this place like we could do it in this show and I, it gets my mind going but we get to see all of our members again it's so great to have them um you know we'd love them to be with us 24 7 but yeah <laughs> we can't always have that and don't have the room we don't have the room <laughs> but what what great milestones those are two Huge milestones for artists. Yeah. Uh, you know, number one, your first gallery hanging. Holy cow. I mean, oh, you really cool. feel that. <laughs> and and then, of course, number two, the sale of your first piece. You know, to realize that, hey, somebody out there likes what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, enough that they're going to pay money to hang this on their wall at home mm-hmm. or maybe in their office uh, and get a bunch of exposure for you. It's yeah. it's a fantastic milestone, and and I I do appreciate the fact that it is not one that Sage takes lightly. You understand the importance mm-hmm. of this to your artists. 
And speaking of artists and uh, the the changeover that's actually mm-hmm. taken place, tell me about the upcoming show Vision Through the Lens. Once again, this is going to kick off our exhibition series for the season, and the Vision Through the Lens is our national juried photography show, which I say this every time we have a juried show. They're just, I might say this about all my shows, they're just one of my favorites. <laughs> but the national juried show gets to take what we think of our community and expand it. We have, we had probably, I think it was like 425 single entries for this for the juring pool and our amazing juror Brittany Denham Wisnot she took it down to 31 images I blessed her many times over <laughs> like thank you for taking that challenge on and that ended up being 29 different artists from 15 different states and those numbers sound cool but when you look deeper into them that means there's 29 new connections we get to make 15 different states that we get to pull into the community that is sage community arts that is the beloved art world of the sheridan community and hopefully when we have the reception depending what mother winter wants to do with us um, a lot of our artists in the juried show do try to come here and that's new footsteps new energy in our community which is so exciting and yes they came here for the visual arts but when they step into this community they see we're right next to this glorious amazing yo theater this mecca of performing arts the britain is right outside of right next door in the in bighorn then it's always great for them to discover U Cross and Gentel and the Tongue River Artist Residency. And they're like, wait, you have three? We're like, yes, <laughs> we do have three. Thank you very much. <laughs> Please come on back. And we've seen that several of our artists that have come to our shows, they try to come back for more of what's going on in the community. Um, one of our winners last year, he came back for a residency at U Cross, and we hope to have him back for a solo show because he's. He fell in love with this area. It made an impact on him, and we want to continue to have him make an impact on us by coming back and sharing his amazing art with us. And, you know, when it comes to art in a community, uh, the economic boom is is much more significant than what uh, a lot of laymen may think. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, even if uh, you don't appreciate art for art's sake, the economic boom from the art community to this this community specifically yes. is is probably much more than what people realize. Oh, it's monumental. The when you think of the individuals that are coming here for the shows, uh, especially we see with the photography shows um, I've seen in the past, they come. They're not just spending a night; they're spending multiple nights here, spending going out, experiencing our restaurants, experiencing our downtowns, our surrounding areas, because they want to, it's just such a unique place for them to get to capture through Mm -hmm. their lens. And we do see a lot of big city people come here, and it's really great for them to appreciate and see, yeah, we might be this square state, and we're up in the northern Arctic some days, it feels like. But... (laughs) Once they're here, they're like, well, you have so much culture. You have so much diversity here. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we're not what you might think of our little square state. We're so much more than that. And that's 
what we want to keep preserving and accentuating and growing also. Mm-hmm. And so for them to get to come here and see that, see how we're appreciating their art, they are in turn willing to appreciate what we're doing yeah. here. And so we have these allies then in different states and different mediums that want to help us. And, you know, I've seen so much with artists as they might say, oh, yes, I'm a painter. It's like, oh, but I'm also an amazing operatic singer. It's like they're so multi-diverse anyway. And so once, you know, we might have a photographer come here, but they're like, oh, I've actually done some composing or I have composer friends. They want to try to make the connection so they help drive other people here. And, of course, they will have friends and family members that are outside of the arts that they want to bring here to help push. They're like, this town was amazing. There's so much art, but there's so much trail systems and economic diversity that you have to go see what they have right at the foot of these beautiful mountains they call the Bighorns. Yeah, and hunting opportunities, hunting, recreational opportunities. Yes. Uh, well, maybe not so much right now when right. it comes to the snow. It does happen. But, <laughs> it, but we do get it. Yeah, exactly. Now, it, when it comes to, to, to photographs, um, so basically we're going to have uh, how many pieces did you say? It'll be 31 pieces. 31 pieces up on display. When when are those going up? They'll go up January 23rd, and that'll be up through March 2nd. And what's really fun about this is it was juried down to 31 pieces, but Brittany will take it even further and pick best of show, second, third, and fourth place, and then one of the ever favorites, People's Choice Awards. And so once that's up, voting will open, and the following week... Uh, February 1st will be our reception, 5.30 to 7.30. Uh, again, we'll, and hopefully if um, weather permits, we'll have some of our artists able to make it in. And I know some of them will because they are local artists that are have competed on a national level. And that's what's so fun about this jurying is Brittany only saw the image and then a, a number assigned to it. She didn't see any names, any titles. Yeah. She just saw the image. And so... That's it was only judged on their skill as an artist, which is so very fun. And so we have sage members, local artists, regional artists that competed on this national level that got into this show. And it's and that's what we kind of did through this. We we made a fun name, but we opened it to a the theme, if you will, is strictly just photography show. And so it's um, there wasn't a lot of uh, guidelines that had to be follower parameters that had to fit into it. You know, they have to be within the last five years. It has to be photography, but that's such a huge medium in itself. And then um, she went through and picked, so we have black and whites, we have vivid colors, portraiture, abstracts. And so it's just, again, it just shows this beautiful look at how diverse this single medium might be because we've been asked why do you pull that out from our jury show we have later in the year that's, yeah why is this different yeah, right? it's yeah. Like, because it in itself encompasses such a huge range you can make photography look like almost any one of the mediums we have in our jury show and so pulling that out to itself it's like look how deep and engaging this show in itself can be now when it comes to like ai generated images uh, do we have a, a I don't know, excuse me some sort of i guess way to determine hey this was altered 
in such a way through computer programming that uh, I would no longer deem it a photograph or I would deem it, uh, you know, a, a, I think an electronically generated image, I think is what they call it after. Yeah. With our juried show, what we try to do is we have them describe what their process is. And so some of that is left up to the juror. What are they seeing? What are they wanting to pull into the show that they're presenting at Sage? Because we'll, we do say, like, you know, explain to us what type of photography this was. Was it old film or was it a digitally manipulated photo or overlays kind of whatnot? And then so we do leave it open to the juror, but... Um, what I am hoping to do is to start up our tributary artist lecture series again. And I think discussing exactly that would be something that would be phenomenal yeah. to be able to do to get into that. Cause we're starting to see that with uh, some of our other art as well. The digital oil painting is what's stuff that has been coming up. People using procreates where they choose every single color, every, they do every brushstroke with their pen, the digital pen or stylus on the, iPad or whichever tablet they're using, but it then prints out like a a photo or yeah. they can print it on there. So it doesn't have the physical texture of the globs of paint or maybe the warping from watercolor, but they have intention. There was intentionality behind every part of that the creativity behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, is that what makes it that way? Or is it the, actual materials and so that also can get into some of the photography as well is it you know there was a big talk of when it went from film to digital some of that but we see so much digital cameras now and so I think there's just such a great platform for us to be able to discuss be able to uh, I don't know if defend but uh, talk hold strong to your opinion of why you feel this is fine art yeah. that's exactly what we're trying to promote with having that in our galleries because you know we consider both of our member gallery and exhibition we are showing fine art in our our galleries and and we have to like you said take a step back and we all got to kind of come together as an art community and decide this is a photo this is a digitally created image or a digitally altered image um, and and there's got to be a line somewhere I would think but uh, all of that has yet to be determined. Mm -hmm. I've run out of time with you, Jill. I greatly appreciate you coming in this morning. Oh, and thank uh, you so I'm much. looking forward to uh, this photography show. I think it's going to be fantastic. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> all right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. Once again, the Wild Theater's Classic Western Film Festival takes you back to the days when, if you work for the man, you rode for his brand. Every Sunday in January, the Wild will feature an iconic Western film introduced by a local luminary. This Sunday, author Craig Johnson of Longmire fame hosts Blood on the Moon, starring Robert Mitchum as a down-and-out drifter hired to help mediate a cattle dispute. But in reality, it's a swindle involving the local Indian agent and the big cattle outfits. The cowboy has to choose between his old saddle partner or what he knows in his code of the West heart is the right thing to do. Join us this Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Wyo Theater for our classic Western matinee on the big screen the way they were intended to be seen. Free popcorn and great door prizes. Sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Tracy and Elizabeth Swanson, Isley Family Foundation, Kathy McNichol, Christine Gimp Love Foundation, True Built Builders, Stephanie's Purpose, Gene and Vicki Sterling, Jim and Angie Navarro, and O.W. Land and Cattle Company. Man, I just heard your car crying in the parking lot. It really needs an oil change. I know you've been putting it off because of the cost, but here's a deal you can't pass up. Through January at Midas, buy an oil change, get a second one free to use by March. It's perfect to share with a family member. And Midas also gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any current problems and help plan for any upcoming repairs. Helping your car care dollars go farther will keep you safely on the road. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Magic Melanie here with First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. The Broncos, they're traveling to Vegas. I'm going to pick the Broncos because new quarterback. I think the guy is going to come out and go, and I want that starting position. That's what most of them say, and then they get go 10 for 25. Well, 120 yards and two picks. I think that uh, this guy, uh, what's his name? Jared, you don't even know his name. I know his name. <laughs> Jared Stidham. Stidham. Yeah, I was going to say Stinson, but I know Jared Stinson. Stidham is his Stidham. name. Stidham. Should be Stidham. Yeah, Stidham. not nice. Yeah. Good one. Stidham. <laughs> I wonder if he's ever heard that before. Yeah, I bet not. <laughs> Sit him. <laughs> I love how the announcers are going to do that one. Is going to be the starting QB. Hey, it's Desperado Dave with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to Warehouse Gastro Pub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the pro-